gas station taco spicy. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will and with me today is someone who within the MCP community, I might argue, knows me better than I know myself. <laughs> and it's the one and only Brad. What's happening, my guy? What's going on, Will? Oh, Happy you know. Midday. Yeah, it's a great day in the neighborhood, as they say. And I, I got to say, Brad, I'm really glad that you're on this podcast with me because I'm not joking when I say that you know me pretty well for our limited face-to-face -face interactions that we've had. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, the, the person who got me into to miniature gaming and was my foil for my first couple of years into it, pretty much no matter what game we play, he can almost always beat me because he has learned, I, I don't care what the game is, I know how to play against you. <laughs> He's like, so I just play you, I never play the game. Yeah. And, and I figured out that was how I needed to play you pretty early on. Uh, yeah. And, and that's what I do. Yeah. So our first game that we played each other, I think was on TTS, right? Yeah, yeah, I think we had a league game. Yeah, we had a league game, and I think I took that one down. I can't remember. Probably. I yeah. don't remember, but most likely. I was still pretty new to the game at that point. Yeah, the one I remember the most vividly is last year at NashCon, you know, round four. No one had wanted to play my convocation at 19 threat because they were worried about Ghost Rider or something. I don't know. I was really upset about it. I was like, I want to play yeah. at 19 threat. And you were gracious enough to play at 19 threat. And well, well I, I brought Ghost Rider too. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't play him like my first couple of games and I lost. I'm like, screw it. I'm like, oh, and two. I'm just going to play Ghost Rider the rest of the event just to get some reps in with him. Yeah. Yeah. And that game we played on Demons and I forget what the extract was. And uh, it's, no, we were playing, uh, we were playing portals oh, one across portals? the middle where you get to jump around that you oh, hate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when they still damaged you too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So it, uh, it was a heck of a game. It was really fun. And what was really especially fun about it is this whole time you just, you know, quietly chilling, doing your moves, playing your game. And I'm over here goofing off chit chat and all that stuff and then i look up and all of a sudden time's called and you've won the game yeah yeah i i think if time had not been um was not your nemesis um you you would have been fine but but that's kind of what i learned time is time is your opponent not me right um, and then i think the next time we played uh at, at, over in memphis at your place yeah um m my strategy was i'm gonna make I don't need to make good decisions. I just need to make decisions that get me a lead. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just going to help you spend 25 minutes talking through a turn. Yes. Yes. That is definitely my MO. And because 
not only have we had those personal interactions because you're, you're part of the crew that goes with us to the bake bear too, which is just, it's, it's a whole thing. And yeah. if you're coming to NashCon, the baked bear, it's ice cream sandwiches. I'll talk about it more as we get closer to NashCon, but it's I, awesome. I, I post pictures or just send them to you randomly because it's up the street from me. So whenever I walk by it or go there. Yeah. Yeah. I know if I get a DM from you, Brad, most of the time it's a picture of the baked bear and then my mouth starts watering and I don't know why. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's funny because you have those people in your life that are just cool, good people. And this community has really been so good to me, the MCP community at large. And, you know, Brad, you started as a listener here and then we've gotten to know each other over, you know, interactions in person, chit-chatting in the Discord channel, all that stuff. And it's really cool when you meet someone that, you know, gets you and that is a fun to play with and just you know just a genuine good person so i appreciate that yeah that's that's the thing i like about this community the uh the try hard feel bads right when they try hard and then they just feel bad are few and far between yeah yep that's that's good so brad we're gonna have kind of a big topic today and We're sitting here recording this on June the 20th, and it's about two months, would you say, to the date of NashCon? I mean, it's it's, it's close, right? Pretty much, yeah. I think eight weeks, exactly, almost. Yeah. So we're going to start today laying the groundwork for what I'm going to play at NashCon. I don't have any other big events or anything coming up until then. And as I've mentioned a few times on here, I love my wizards, but I really want to play Guardians of the Galaxy. With that being said, if something comes up while we're building this list, and look, who knows what kind of stuff we're going to get over the next few months before this happens. I say few months, the next eight weeks, who knows, other than M'Baku, Claw, and Cosmic Ghost Rider. We don't know if there might be something else that's coming down the pipe. So Yeah, it's important to note a week before NashCon last year, Malekith dropped. Exactly. <laughs> AMG does not like Nate of the Gamers Guild. Clearly. And they're just trying to mess his event up. So, like, I'm guessing we're going to get something similar again this year, just to screw with Nate's event. That would be awesome, and it would be like if they named it the Screw With Nate drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that'd make me so happy. And I know Nate's going to be with them at Gen Con, so I'm sure if they, any of them listen to this, they are going to mess with him that entire week of Gen Con, the week before NashCon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great, and I'll be up there. I'll see Nate at the AMG booth, wave to him, and then go hang out on the floor. <laughs> cool. My, my my wife will be up there uh, this year as well. She's going to be uh, helping out at Gatekeeper Games, I think it is, uh, hawking some dice. So. Oh. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm excited. It's my second time going, and my wife and son are going with me, and it's. I'm just. I'm really excited. I've got like a just a very few actual event things that I want to do, and the rest of it's just kind of hang out, have fun, play games. You know. Oh, I mean that's perfect for it. That's gonna be great fun. Um, getting your son involved and in some games, just kind of going around whatever piques his interest, being able to jump in and get a demo or play. That's exactly it, because we've got a few games around here that he vibes with. He hasn't found his way to MCP yet, uh, not that I haven't tried, 
but he's nine, so still a little young. But so 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 what's his game? So is, is there anything in particular that he just is, is your guys? Here's his go-to game. Uh, so we like stuff like Project L. I don't know if you've heard of that. It was a Kickstarter a while back, and it's basically like Tetris in a way. It's oh, hard to explain. It's really fun. Uh, he likes Onitama also. Like he doesn't have particularly good strategy, but he likes the idea of it. <laughs> uh, Onitama is my weekly uh, lunch game. I go to lunch every every week with uh, one of my coworkers, and that is the game we bring and play at lunch. Nice, nice, yeah. And then um, he he's played this like we play this party game with our family called Just One that he really likes. Yep, I played that. Um, Concept kids. Very very similar herd mentality. Uh, yeah, we actually just played that the other day, and he really liked that too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the kind of stuff he likes. And speaking of the herd mentality, I'm jumping aboard the Guardians of the Galaxy herd train these days. Yeah, so so let me ask you, what what is what is the reason for, for, for particularly right now wanting to play Guardians? Well, it's multifold reasonings. The main reason... And, and the thing that's drawing me to it the most is I just really like the idea of Cosmic Ghost Rider. I, I think that character is really cool. I think that model is really cool. I think what he does on the tabletop is pretty bonkers. And yep. like, I'm, you know me, Brad. I'm not a, a min-maxer, you know, like play the, play the broken thing kind of person just to try to get an advantage. It's not how I play. When I look at a character and I see that character in particular, it looks fun for me. <laughs> yeah, no. It, and is this a character you've also got an infinity from, from from reading him in the comics at all? Uh, yeah, so I read the Thanos thing by Donny Cates when all that character was first introduced and everything, so I, I like that too. Yep, all right, cool. I, I had not read that. I read that uh, last night. Oh, just, nice. Just in preparation for this. Man. So. The prep work is real. <laughs> you know, it, it took its comics. It, it took all of 45 minutes to read six issues. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's really cool yeah. and interesting and in how they kind of bury the lead a little bit on who he actually is and all that stuff I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. So that is why I want, that is the, the main overarching reason. The second reason why I want to play Guardians is because I need some dice fixing in my life. Okay. And I mean... Let's be honest, the uh, dice fixing that comes with Guardians of the Galaxy is second to none. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty good. There's, you know, Shadowlands is pretty good, too. You get it on everybody. Yeah. But you don't get it on defense, so that's where I know you need it the most. <laughs> yeah, I need to survive the onslaught. Yes. So uh, th those are probably the two biggest reasons. Uh, another one is I just, you know, characters I like and the the kind of down the list reason is they're in a pretty good place right now. They're really multifaceted. They have a lot of characters that can perform multiple roles and while I look at them and I see mainly kind of, you know, out damage and gain a gain an advantage on objectives over time kind of squad I think that they can play a couple of different ways yes. within within the MCP framework to press whatever advantage they can gain. And with characters like Beta Ray Bill, who just came out, Cosmic Ghost Rider, 
the new tax card, Galaxy's Greatest, I think it really opens up some interesting list building options for them. And again, like it's going to be fun. I think, I think that ultimately they're a fun faction. They roll a lot of dice. You get to do deadly duo, all of that fun stuff. So, yeah. So what is your preferred as we build this list? I always like to think about what, what, what is my preferred win condition? Are you going in wanting to win um, on, on victory points? Do you want a long game, a, a fast game? Do you just want to win on attrition by table clearing? What's, what, what's your thought going into this, okay, this list? That's a good question, Brad. I really appreciate that. And I think that I want to play the fast scoring game and be able to beat my opponent on attrition within that framework. So, okay. you know what I mean? Like if I'm, I'm able to play a core of eight threat potentially in Star-Lord, Rocket, and Groot. And that's three characters that I have that can perform different roles, right? Star-Lord can grab an extract and get out of there. Groot can grab an extract and hang on, probably. Rocket's just... So anyways, I started blasting. And being able to set up a useful deadly duo turn early is going to be important. And, and leveraging the damage output that I can have early to press uh, advantage in that way. So you, you mentioned the eight-point core the traditional right star lord rocket grid mm -hmm. and so one thing i want to make sure we touch on here is while the affiliation list hasn't been released i'm going to go under the assumption here that that cosmic ghost rider is affiliated with okay. guardians of the galaxy and black order he has tactics cards that that imply the both the comics lore definitely uh kind of implies that he would be affiliated in those two places yep yep I'm I'm right there with you. I, I'm assuming Cosmic Ghost Rider is affiliated. Yeah. So 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 I think so I think my assumption is we don't have an eight point core. We have a nine point core of Cosmic Ghost Rider and Star Lord. This is fair. Now I will say, I think that depends on matchup, because yes, I don't think you drop Cosmic Ghost Rider in for every matchup. But here's where I think Cosmic Ghost Rider is going to excel in those slower games. Yeah, that or in the games where you have to play attrition. Exactly. Right. I, I think if, if you run up against a Pat Dunford Adepticon, I'm going to go three wide with Thanos list, Mirror Guardians. Yeah. All right. So 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 let's start there. I've I've got uh, I've got Cerebro up. I think you've got Cerebro up. Oh, you know it. Um, you know I I already have my list saved. So it'll be easy to, you know, to post this out after the episode goes live. Um, I'm sure you probably do too. See, that's um, the thing. I'm live building. I, I don't have oh, anything anything I, ready. This is live happening. Oh, oh, I have one character in here, and it's Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> but I made sure I put the name of the list in. Oh, you've got the name already. Okay. The name, yes. Um, so, so, so this list will be Will, the Prince of Nashcon. Ah, I like it. I like it. The Prince of Nashcon. I mean, well, I mean, I figure Merzane's the king. Yeah. Yes, Merzane's the king slash emperor of Tennessee. So if yes. I can usurp the throne, as it were. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you were making a Hydra list, I probably would have made you the Baron of Nashcon. That's but, fair. Yeah. That's fair. 
I'm going to be the ghost of NashCon by the time Sunday rolls around, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> More maybe the undead? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably I'll be pretty dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Saturday nights go. Oh, I know. That's that's why I I dinner and ice cream and then I bow out and come home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay, Brad. We'll allow it. Anyways. Yeah, I'm I'm old. Um <laughs> so am I, but I still go hard. Yeah, you do. I I uh, I fell off that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd say, you know, I discovered I discovered new things last year. We're going to talk more about this as we get closer to Nashcon. Let's build yes. this list. Let's build this list. And let's talk so, strategy as we do it. Yeah, so 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 let's go ahead and we need to get Star-Lord. Yep. Rocket Groot. Yep. Uh Cosmic Ghost Rider. That's what I've got. In there that is four affiliated. Um so I have a very cheeky question. I'm ready for it. Star-Lord, with or without the power gem? I'm going to say without because okay. I like the flexibility provided with that lower core. And I don't have to take Groot every time, right? Like Groot can become Drax given the right situations you know, and board state and all that stuff. Like, I don't necessarily think that that's quote unquote good per se, but I do think that with the addition of Galaxy's Greatest and stuff like that, characters like Drax and Gamora have even more play. Okay. So I don't so, think he needs the power gem. Okay. So, so let's go with that for now. I've, I've got, once we get to tactics cards, I got some spicy takes on uh, why we should put the gem on him potentially. I love it. I love it. They might not. They're they're not good takes, <laughs> but they're spicy. Right? They're 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 spicy, right? This yeah. is this is gas station taco spicy. I like it. I like it. Ooh, gas station taco spicy, and what comes after? <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why we eat hot chicken, Will. That's why we eat hot chicken. That's right. That's right. So anybody else in Guardians that you think is slam dunk, got to be in our list. So. Again, I think we need to go back to our focus of victory conditions, right? Yeah. So I said I want to win on points with that edge of of attrition, right? But I do yep. think that there is an argument to be made for having a hyper attrition focus within the framework of this list. And I think that opens up a character like Nebula. To, okay. to, again, super wide play, because that's one of the things, like, I've played Malekith a couple times with Guardians, just in general, just trying to play and goof off, and Nebula and a wide Guardians list versus a very tall Malekith list, it's like Malekith's target acquisition has to be perfect, or else he just gets focused down. Mm-hmm. So I think there's an argument for playing Nebula. However, I, I, I don't know if, if she's really going to be great given that you're going to have Cosmic Ghost Rider not counting for objectives also. Yep, that, that, that was my concern. So let's, let, let's talk, think about the Malekith problem a little bit. I think uh, Guardians have got a couple of really good uh, built-in ways to deal with Mal help deal with Malekith. Yeah, I've got one more uh, too that is it, he is definitely in this list. 
Okay, which is probably the place I'm going next, which is Beta Ray Bill. Absolutely. He is in, like, Flynn, like a Corbinite cybernetic guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, Summon the Storm. Oh, yeah. Plus Immeasurable Strength. Yep. Uh, really, really helps him deal with with Malekith. At, at a four threat, like, he's basically fighting Malekith like he's a six threat. Oh, absolutely. Character. Like he's purpose built for the battle cruisers by and large. Yes. Like he's really good into Hulk. He's really good into Malekith. He's good into anyone that has the flight superpower. I mean, Summon the Storm is a very expensive attack for what it is, really. But at the same time, if you have the right target priority with a character like Beta Ray Bill, it can really pay dividends. And into Malekith, summon the storm, you get to reroll two, including failures. Then you also, if you have a wing in it token, can reroll two more. Yep. I mean, yeah, it gives you a lot of consistency, um, especially when he's, especially when you, if you got him down to, to, to four health and you need that. Exactly. Exactly. Spike him. Um, so the other guardian that I think is good, could be really good play into Malekith. What do you think about Ronan? So I've heard the Ronan into Malekith discussion, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So the problem with Ronan is, okay, cool. Ronan's sitting there. You probably have the power gem on him, and he is able to judge Malekith and then do an accuser. Great. Like, he's he's going to get... He's going to get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow because opportunity comes once in the tabletop. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he, he's going to get his, like, one shot. Yeah. But, but it never, for me, it doesn't feel like it's particularly as valuable at times okay. for the so, opportunity cost. Right. So, so I think, um, think, so I think judgment's really good, right, on, yes. on Malekith. Bar yes. I think the things that people forget about with Ronan and always think, oh, power gem, you know, Cree justice accuser, which are nice, is they forget about his other two free attacks. So his strike has a size four throw short on a wild mm-hmm. before damage is dealt. His universal weapon at range four has a push on the wild size mm-hmm. four. Um, and it hands out shock. I do like that, especially into Mal. Right. So, so, so while he's not your Mal killer, I think Ronan plus, uh, you know, Bill really help just kind of contain and push him off, um, to let Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, whoever else score points. Yeah. I think since, again, the theme of this list right now is to, we're we're eight weeks out, like you said. We're building something for me to play and get reps in and get used to over the course of that eight weeks. And and this will be, whatever we build today, this will be the next thing I play at the game night, on TTS, whatever, because I'm trying to get better about the list and and trying to see what's working and what's not. So with that in mind... I actually don't hate the idea of getting more reps on the tabletop with Ronan. Mm-hmm. 
like I said, I think particularly, I think he's slept on Malekith tech. Um, but I think with Bill and Cosmic Ghost Rider, we might already have enough. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so he might just be a redundancy. So he, he might end up being your 11th character. Yeah. And I want to go ahead and read out Galaxy's Greatest, just in case somebody's driving. I don't want them pulling up their phone and stuff like that. So Galaxy's Greatest, I keep referencing this card. It comes with Cosmic Ghost Rider. We just talked about it in the last episode, so go check that out. Up to four injured allied Guardians of the Galaxy characters may spend two power each to play this card. Characters that spent power to play this card gain a big dumb hero token, which I just love that name. Characters with said token add one die to their attack and defense rolls. So on a character like Ronan, after he's been flipped, now he's rolling nine dice Cree Justice, six dice Universal Weapons, six dice Strike with the Wild Throw. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I think the coolest thing about this card for Guardians players or for people going into Guardians to be aware of, even though this comes with Cosmic Ghost Rider, this is not a Cosmic Ghost Rider card. Oh, exactly. Um, so, so, so you know, I, I play a lot of Brotherhood. So, so I go up and I, I quickly daze Rocket with, uh, you know, Mystique or Emma, since he can't bodyguard those. Mm -hmm. You come back, you can play this, and then Deadly Duo with the extra dice into me, and just pitch clear me. Oh yeah, that, oh, yeah. that round easily. So this is a card everybody who's going to run into Guardians needs to be aware of. Oh, absolutely, and and it really not only does it ramp up their offensive output it also helps with their defensive values as well i mean yeah. a character like beta I mean, ray bill going five five four on defenses with damage reduction that he can pay for bruh yeah i mean and if you think about it a defense dice value wise is worth almost twice as much as an attack die now that because, is spicy but you're right probably because you've got right, usually yeah. threes for defenses fives for attacks right yeah also, you're likely to be attacked than be the attacker. Yeah. So you're rolling way more defense dice for your key characters. Your character are holding an objective that they want to get, that type of thing. No, oh, man, that's, yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. And I'm going to think about it in those terms a little more. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and, and lock in Ronin as, as a character to, to test and, and get a feel for here. Now, the question is the power gem. So, so we'll go. So let's go ahead and talk about power gem because this was my same thought with Star Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Is so if we're thinking how how do we max? Actually, before we talk about that, I want to talk about a splash character because this all goes into my big Rube Goldberg okay. turn one play for you. All right, let's go. Uh, what do you think about Hoff and the boys? Well. I think a lot about Hoff and the boys. I actually love Hoff and the boys. I haven't really considered them in Guardians per se, but I think it's interesting, especially given the, you don't even have to give them a winging it token, but the idea that they can get got your back fairly easily and stuff, I think is really interesting and nice and really so, helps with the weakness, quote unquote, of having a little bit of a squishy characters out there. Right. So, so, and I know you get, you've covered this before, right? But Cosmic Ghost Rider also has a version of Got Your Back. Oh, yeah. And anyone who's had to play in 
to the Vince Kirkhoff style shield list. Knows how horrible it feels to get double gotcha backed. Yeah. But more important, siblings in arms, right? Oh, Royal yeah. decree. So this is where my thought is of putting the power gem on Star Lord. Power gem. So either Ronin or Star Lord, right? Power mm -hmm. gem. They start with three power. Turn mm -hmm. one. He can advance R and D that power off. Give one to Fury Senior to Hoff. Yeah. Hoff can then siblings in arms and go ahead and flip Cosmic Ghost Rider in front of him. So that is a two away from the big Ghost Rider base on a 50 mil Fury base. Bumping Ghost Rider up one in front of him. Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, he can also then go ahead and give one of those other powers to Cosmic Ghost Rider. That then lets Cosmic Ghost Rider have Chains of Sidorak. He's probably going to have an online turn one anyway because of the Spirit of Vengeance. Right. But now you're guaranteed to have yeah. that online round one. So now you've probably got enough power to potentially do an interstellar hell cycle to get yourself up one or two more, plus a change of Sidorak to go ahead and drag their leader into you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm. And you still have two attacks. I'm here for it. Yeah, and, no, I like it. And if you're up against like a Magneto, or even a Malekith. You bring no matter the cost. And then you can just power Cosmic Pennant Stare on turn <laughs> one. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. Do you have, so, yeah, no, that's it's bonkers, first of all. I, I love all of it. That's just gnarly, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, it... it it is. You You are shooting everything you got turn one. Yeah. I mean, talk about, you know, do not miss your chance to blow. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, it, it is a, you, you are taking, you're swinging at the first pitch and you're swinging hard. Yeah. You're going to tear your rotator cuff on that swing. Oh, yeah. But you, yeah. you are giving it everything and you can just go ahead and drop somebody. I mean. Especially somebody's leader or their yeah. Hulk round one. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if you're able to power Cosmic and you can, if you can double tap anybody after incinerating them, especially, and then you say, you know, bringing no matter the cost, you can only spend, I think, up to three damage on no matter the cost, correct? Uh, I think so. I think it's that only is, three. That is a good question. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm basic. Typically, I've, I've, I've played it with uh, pretty much X23. So right, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's one, Logan. it's one to three damage. So yeah, so you do that, and so, so it's going to depend on how much, how well you roll, right, to generate your initial power, right, exactly. And so it's not necessarily the most reliable, but I definitely, I definitely think there's something there for it. Well, and I think no matter the cost is a good card in this list anyway when you do need to make that swing yeah regardless of your of your current power um right you, just because when you've got got a hulk you've got god the the, the uh, immortal hulk particularly right yeah. on the ropes you've got got him with that immortal token and you need to bring him down yeah before he can heal up mm -hmm. um 
being able to, you know, even if you have to, no matter the cost, and put a couple of damage into Star-Lord to get a full auto mm-hmm. off, right, to try to finish him, is probably worth it. Oh, yeah, I mean... Take it, advantage of those opportunities. That's that target acquisition that we talked about a, a little bit of, like, you yeah. know, pressing whatever advantage you can when you can, and taking the opportunity cost of it to say, okay, cool, I've got Iron Man flipped, and he's still got Helios available. If he doesn't use it on the first activation, he's not going to get to use it. So cool, let's get rid of him. Yep. You know, those kind of opportunities right there, right? And it might seem a little counterintuitive to spend health from one character to do something like that. And maybe, you know, again, it just depends on who you do it on. And yeah, when we're talking about the power gem, I do think if we're going to go power gem, Ronan is the better character for it. Yeah. Overall, so I mean, I'll go ahead and put that on him because I do yeah. think this play is very interesting. So, so I mean, the, the other way you can do this play, so odds are you're going to have the, the two power, right, for, for yeah. the chains on Ghost Rider, is if you don't need that turn one eyes on the plies play with Beta Ray Bill, he can give a power oh, yeah. over to, with advanced R&D, right, over to Hoff and the boys, so they can still go ahead and do do that turn one to go ahead and get Ghost Rider up in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other really good, and I never see it played, but I think the other really good character to take advantage of no matter the cost is Groot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He because can, He can heal it back. Auto stagger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I think Groot and he is... gets to throw the character medium. Yep. So once again, you talk about taking a Malekith, taking an Immortal Hulk out of the game for a round. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think you have a lot of ways to do that, right? Throwing a Thanos away. <laughs> yeah. You've got a lot of ways to do that. Yeah, and I mean, you know me, I do really enjoy that control style play, and I mean. I, you're you're, I, you're a web warrior at heart. I, look, I am, I am. So, uh, yeah, I really like that. I think I'm gonna go ahead and lock in, no matter the cost, here as one of our tactics cards, and I think that there's some some value to be had there. Now, in terms of characters and stuff like that, I'm cool with Hoff and the boys here, as I, I do enjoy the hop and. Any chance I can have to save Cosmic Ghost Rider, his power, I think is going to be valuable because he is one of those characters that, in my experience, he is cycling that power, dude. He he is hoping he rolls hot and, and gets three or four power, and then it is just dump it all. And if you are able to save three, good. Hopefully you save three so you can Cosmic Justice on wheels, but if you don't, so be it. But either way, I, I've just... I've Played him a few few times, and it is it is just burn that power, bro. Well, it, it's that it's you know even if you feel like I'm probably gonna get dazed before I get to do anything else, right? There, Cosmic Ghost Rider's down to a couple health on his front side, and, and you're already sitting on some power. You just go ahead and start changing Sidoracking whoever you can and spend out that power, because with the Spirit of Vengeance, you're gonna get probably three of it back. Exactly. At the start of the next turn, plus whatever you take from da- taking damage. Exactly. So and and so you just want to be constantly, yeah, building up, dumping, building up, dumping. Yep. So so I like 
the idea of Hoff and the boys being able to save him. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it goes the difference between placing range four and range three, or range three and range two. And I think that that has value for Cosmic Ghost Rider being able to say, "Okay, cool. That's an extra change of Sidorak I might be able to do." Yep. I mean, it, and that's just a good. They're they're just a solid three threat. I mean, you've got them sitting back there with stealth shooting at four. You've got Rocket on the other back point, like if you're if you're playing on a B or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you're 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 sitting pretty well as far as being able to to keep your control while do, dealing out damage. Absolutely. So we've got three more characters to fill in here. Yeah. And there's gonna be an argument. I don't know if it's a argument I want to have per se. There's gonna be an argument for the Thanos or Malekith person in this list because they are good with Guardians. Now, mm -hmm. of the two of them, I would probably prefer the Thanos side of it. However, okay. I don't want either of them right now off the rip. Okay. I want to see how Cosmic Ghost Rider does as my big, big battle cruiser before I start to lean into one of those two. So so I think with Thanos, you're giving up your restricted cards. That's exactly it. And when you do that, now now that, that stupid advanced R&D turn one play is gone. Yeah, and, and so that's the thing. I think you could do Mrs. Thanos instead of Senior Thanos mm -hmm. and be okay, and then you still have that one restricted slot left because yeah. the Mind Gem is not restricted. Mm -hmm. And it gives you the tractor beam more so than Thanos's own efficiency, but yeah. I still don't. I just don't. I don't want to play that. No, frankly. So, so, so I'm I'm gonna throw something at you because those suits. I think if we don't touch on it, are gonna riot in the forums <laughs> if they've been a long time listener. What's that of your show? Is if you're gonna bring Thanos, I feel like you need to bring Black Swan as well. Oh man, I love her. Sits Cosmic Ghost Rider. We're gonna assume is Black Order affiliated. Now you have the ability to turn to a Puritrician Black Order list. Yeah. Here's the problem I, there. I I'm I'm with you in the flexing Black Order aspect of things. I think we would we would have to take Ronan out. Yes. At, at that instance. Oh. I don't think this is the best thing for Will. <laughs> this is fair. I, I think it's a thing I have to point out as a suit. Yeah, okay. No, I, look, I... Right? Yeah. Because of your... your. I mean, you love Black Swan I love that the character. way Thanos loves death. Okay. Look, that, it's one of those characters that, while I may not put her on the table as often as I might like, it is a character I thoroughly enjoy playing. Right. So that's why it's like if you were going to go a th the Thanos route and lean into Thanos, then I think it changes the the nature of this list. And I feel like it is truly a a very much a Guardians Black Order flex list. Yeah, for sure. Not for a sure. not a Guardians list. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, and man, Black it, Swan. It, 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 no offense to everybody else out there thematically. Thanos never belongs in a Guardians list. <laughs> I mean, thematically, you're not wrong. However, it's, competitively. It's, sacri it's sacrilegious. Yeah. Just know you can do it and you can win with it, but everybody thinks a little less of you because of it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, take that, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love it. I love it. So, okay. We're not doing Thanos. We're not doing Black Swan, unfortunately. I don't, actually, there it probably is an argument for Black Swan, but we're not going there. Um, so, so, so let's talk about Mal real quick. Yeah. Because, because we haven't addressed him. So, Mal is seven. Cosmic Ghost Rider is six. That brings us to 13, plus Star-Lord is 16. Yeah. I mean... If, if, if 16 was one of the down-the-middle threat values, like, you know, if, if uh, Gamma was 16, if, you know, the ones that everybody else likes playing at 15... Oh, yeah. Th that at 15 would be absolutely disgusting. Oh, right? oh that For would slap. <laughs> a, a pure attrition, right? And and you might get it at 16, right? And oh, maybe at 18, you could get that. You throw in Rocket. And that, that's probably a pretty slappy list. Um, but but in, unless we are going to be taking a lot of 16 threat crises, I don't know that we need Mal just because of the way the points work. Well, right, and you got to think about what is the 16 threat crisis when we look at that. Like, you bring up a really good point in terms of list building, and when you say, okay, cool, how am I going to maximize what I want here? And there's an argument to say, okay, Mal at 7, and then the Star-Lord Rocket Groot that is, what, 15 right there, right? Yeah. So, right, which is your classic Mal in right. Guardians. So that's the classic Mal in Guardians, Gamma Waves, all of that stuff, Sword Base. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's pretty gross. But um, when you look at 16 and saying, okay, how can we shoehorn in another Battlecruiser to add into the Mal situation? And trying to play around 16 threats tough because you also got to look at the crisis shape of the 16 threat crises, 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 crisis, crisis, yeah, and uh, so you've got a D shape in Cosmic Invasion, you've got the Mayor Fisk, it's H, but basically the two points are right in the middle, but people are going to get stunned, which you absolutely do not want, so those yeah, are your Cosmic, secure crisis, right? Yeah, because Cosmic Ghost Rider is not immune. Uh, no. to stun. He's immune no. to a lot of things, but stun isn't one of them. And you absolutely don't want him stunned. And then you think right. about, well, does the extract inform the shape at all? And the only 16 extract we have is Paranoia, which I do not think is a good crisis for this Guardians list. No, no. Um, so, so I know we're jumping around a bit here. <laughs> yeah. But you mentioned stun. And stun makes me think of tactics cards. Okay. And so do we want to put in, and I forget which which is which here. Oh, um, uh, Crew of the Milano? Crew of the Milano. Well, yeah, I think Crew of the Milano is, until Galaxy's Greatest comes out, currently the best Guardians of the Galaxy affiliated card. Right. But, like, it's just a, cool, we can play this, we remove stun off of Cosmic Ghost Rider if somebody stuns him. And he yeah. can't get it back yeah. the rest of the round, um, right? As we thought, talk about people trying to deal with him. That's the way I would deal with him, right? You're playing yeah. against me, and I'm running my Mystique Brotherhood. Mystique is going to go spend her in him to put stun on him. Oh, of course. Right? 
Spider Woman is gonna just lay into him to try to put a stun out there. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I, I almost feel like that 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 that's one I'm gonna go ahead and throw into our our tactics well before I forget about it. Oh yeah, for absolutely, that absolutely. So, I still want to finish off these characters. So we've talked about yeah. talked about Thanos, talked about Mal. I'm not against adding Thanos in later. I'm not against adding Mal in later per se. I just don't want to do that right now. Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and touch on the last of of all right, kind of consider the three big battle cruisers right now. Hulk. And that's the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. OG Hulk. Um so OG Hulk does give us the fifteen. Right. Cosmic yeah. Ghost Rider, Star Lord Hulk. Yep. Right. Um, to deal with that. Is Hulk, given what we already have, better than Beta Ray Bill plus Rocket? Man, no. I don't think so either. Uh, Because you get similar, different, but similar things with Beta. And then Rocket, the value of Rocket is not only that he can sit at range five, always has cover, all that stuff, but that he's going to there's going to be one turn where he gets five attacks off. And regardless of whether or not he does anything with those five attacks, there is no turn in the game where Hulk's getting five attacks. Well, at 15 with that list, he wouldn't get the five because we wouldn't be hovering for Groot. This is, yeah, there you go. Right. But Hulk can only score you so many points. Beta Ray Bill and Rocket can theoretically, depending on the crisis, score you twice as many points. Exactly. I I think Hulk is a great model, but I don't think he fits with trying to play Cosmic Ghost Rider as much as possible and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So so I think we've kind of dealt with the battlecruisers. I want to throw out one other kind of archetype character. Let's hear it. And that is, do we need grunts in this list? On principle, I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. Um, it, look, I personally do not like grunts. If you like grunts out there and, and you you're, you like shield, you like Hydra, all this, that's great. I think that having different ways to play this game is important. This is not the episode for me to step on top of my soapbox and all that stuff. I just do not like grunts. Uh, you know, they I've played... Shadowlands Daredevil in my convocation a lot, and it was a super useful thing. I just don't like it, though. So there cool. you go. Cool. The, like I said, I think that's just another kind of narrow niche character type we have to cover when sure. we're building a list. Yeah. Because with two got your backs, I can see an argument, if you like grunt, if you liked grunts, to, to include a character with you're, that did have grunts. You're not wrong it, with that thought process, but yeah. let's... Let's take that one step further and say, which grunt options are we gonna have? Are we gonna are we gonna go the Shadowlands Daredevil extract play pass off extract grunt peoples, or will we go the Fury level of it? And I would think, for what we're doing here, we would want the Fury side of it. I I think so, and and maybe once we we pick out Crisis, we might have to revisit it. But if you, but if you're just in general don't want grunts, then I don't think this is a list that has to have them. It doesn't need yeah. them. It yeah. could just be another another thing for your opponent to have to think about when they're during turn zero. Yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. Especially since we've got Nick Fury and the boys and we could throw in one other shield character and really just 
mess with people. I mean, which is a character that this list doesn't hate, which would be Winter Soldier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a, that's a thought, but we'll, yeah. I, I want to revisit right. that later. Yeah. So, all right. So, so, so we need some more characters. Yeah. In this list, we got three. We have seven so far. Yep. So currently, what we're sitting at is Star Lord, Groot, Rocket, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Beta Ray Bill, Ronan, Fury, and the Howling Commandos. So Hoff and the boys. So we got three slots left, and we still have more than three affiliated Guardians of the Galaxy's characters. Yep. And I think, given the nature of the card, Galaxy's Greatest, we want to play as highly affiliated as possible, I think. I think so. I think I, I think it's always good to, with a few exceptions, like I always like having seven or eight affiliated characters and then truly just having one or two splash, a few couple of splashes. Yeah. But I like to play more thematic lists uh, when I can with, with maybe one character exception. Yeah. Just to make things work. So I think the three that stand out to me of characters that I think we need to pick one or two of the three are mm -hmm. Agent Venom, yep. Gamora, and Drax. Okay. Now, there, I, I mentioned Nebula earlier. I think there is an argument for Nebula. I think she's fine. I don't think she's in right now, but maybe in a future version of this list. I also mm -hmm. want to say I think there's an argument for Angela and being able to play Angela, Beta Ray Bill with eyes on the prize and have double potential. You know, you can set one on one side, one on the other side and say, okay, opponent, whichever one you go get, I'm going to get the other one. Well, I, I also think Angela is a good potential swap if you don't like Ronan. Yes. Because it gives us that five threat from a list building perspective. Yes. She can also be that, that, you know, we talk about, you know, she can, without eyes, can go get a midline. Exactly. With eyes, she can go snag your opponent's skull and get back. Yeah. Um, right. So, so she does do some other stuff. Also, when we talk about when we need to go full attrition. Yeah. I mean, uh, she, she's pretty good. And you give her another die with a big dumb hero token. Yeah. Yeah. On, uh, on attack and defense. Uh-huh. She's fives across the top. And she has a seven dice builder. Yeah. She 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 is like right now, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. So 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 once again, this is this is why you you wanted to do this episode like so early, right? Is yes. you have plenty of time to to test and so i think if we end up today with a list with 12 characters and 14 tactics cards right at eight you know uh the hell are they called crisis ccs crisis right and, and you try different different versions of them out right that yeah. that will really help build up confidence um, yeah well i will say going I do... in in terms of building the list today, something that I, I you know, I want to keep it to the standard list building thing because I do like the idea of saying, okay, here's what I'm locking myself into at least a couple of games, get a test, get a tryout, see how it feels. Yep. And then I have the, in the notes section on Cerebro, which shout out to Cerebro that they have this in the notes section, right? Okay. Angela would be the swap for Ronin in this instance, you know, how many games that I play with each one and you can like kind of 
take notes over time. I really love that. So, with that in mind, yes, I I think Angela uh, is a is like number eleven right now. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, so let's let, let, let's go down the list then. Um, Agent Venom. Yes. So what are your thoughts? Probably my number one choice in terms of okay. like the next character I want to add for a few reasons. One, I love his mobility. I think mobility in this list is really coming together with the way Cosmic Ghost Rider can move. You know, um, Star-Lord has his hit and run. Agent Venom has his placement. And the Project Rebirth part, we talked about a 16 threat option, which we kind of put that to bed a little bit. The Project Rebirth, Crew of the Milano, Mayor Fisk, if we wanted to play a more attrition-y style game, I think is interesting. Yeah. I also like that he has that range four, five dice, put the condition on there, you know, bleed. I really like everything he's got going for him here. He's got the reposition that he can do with all-star quarterback, so he can throw some one size three. I just, I think that there's a lot going on here, and the symbiotic instincts where he turns off defense opportunities for the opponent yeah which which, which is another thing angela does as well exactly um, which which everybody tends to forget too right which which is when you throw them both on the table at the same time man it's frustrating especially if you're a a re-rolling team yeah oh and so yeah angela does it on the defensive side whereas agent venom does it on the offensive side true true yeah so yeah it's i just I think he brings a lot to the Guardians, and it allows you to play a more spread out crisis setup and not mm-hmm. feel locked into like, okay, well, wherever Rocket and Groot are, I got to, you know, that's the side I need to win. It's like, okay, cool. Yep. Those those two guys can do their thing, and then Agent Venom's really autonomous, and you give him a winging it token, and he can be pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, and I think uh, you know Ronan has a similar ability. I think on his spender, but but Agent Venom, you have to with the reroll token. It's much easier to get his lashing tendrils. Yes. Uh, and so I love a way that I can just put a damage on somebody, with very few exceptions where they get have the ability to reduce it if I just need to finish them off. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I, I think I think Agent Venom's really great. And I also I'll say this about Agent Venom. I don't think he is a set it forget it like okay cool I've got my Star Lord, Rocket, and Groot, and then boom, here comes Age of Venom. I think he's more, depending on the matchup, matchup dependent drop, which I really like for his character. Yeah, no, and I, I think you know you you get stuck on like senators plus like a D shave. He he's great because he can move around to the D. He can use that place to basically get a second move when he's limited to one with the senator. Oh yeah, uh, gives gives you a lot of that. The same, you know. Yep, absolutely. I love it. So I'm I'm putting him in. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about Gamora, or do you want to talk about Drax? Because I feel like him and Gamora might be fighting for the same spot. They are, in my humble opinion. And I think let's let's first of all look at our threat dispersion, if you will, mm-hmm. through here. So threat value wise, we have one, two. Three threes currently. We have one two in Rocket. We have the sixth threat in Ghost Rider. And we've got one five with Ronin as our power gem holder. I'm counting him as the power gem. And yep. then Beta Ray is a four. Agent Venom is a four. Yep. So 
I don't think there's anything wrong with having another four threat in this list. So let's talk about Gamora first. And Drax is one of those characters that I think is a little bit overlooked at times within the context mm-hmm. of Guardians of the Galaxy. So let's talk about Gamora because I think she's a little bit, um, I don't know, int- she's interesting. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I like uh, I like Gamora. I think she does a lot of the same things, um, you know, that like a Black Panther does, right? And we know how powerful Black Panther is mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. of uh, Steve Avengers. Yeah, and with her six dice God Slayer attack and then Deadliest Woman in the Galaxy, if she rolls a wild, she can change things to hits. I mean, that's, that's so good. It's so good. I mean, she, so it's it's almost like counting blanks in a certain certain perspective, right? With the re rolls, um, yeah. It's if she good. is injured and gets a big dumb hero care token on her, now it's a seven dice attack. Exactly, exactly. And then you layer into that the potential for a cosmic assassin. So if you are playing something a little bit more clumped up, you've got the power. And maybe, you know, again, if you are injured, potentially. that's And that's the thing about this Guardians list and what Galaxy's Greatest does to Guardians as a whole is it says, okay, cool. I'm either going to kill you or when you kill me, I get better. So choose wisely. Well, and you get even better than the typical built-in MCP clapback, right? Exactly. Where MCP is built, cool, now you've loaded me up with power and I can do stuff. Now you've loaded me up with power. I can use that power to just get innately better on offense and defense. Um, so, so it's kind of like Mario Kart. You, you <laughs> don't just get that that blue shell. You get like three of them spinning around you. Exactly, exactly. And so uh, all of that to say that the long move, assassin leap, all of these things with the stealth, so she's relatively protected. You know, mm-hmm. she's one of those characters that as an assassin style character, which really that's, that's another thing I haven't talked about in a long time is like archetypes of characters. Gamora for threat value compared to what she does on the tabletop is one of the best assassins in the game. And again, when you think about crisis shape, she's able to more or less hold down a flank on her own in a lot of instances. And if you give her a little bit of support with say, the rocket and Groot side. So like, yeah, okay, you're committing nine of your total threat value to one side of the board or maybe Star-Lord supporting you. So that's seven of your threat value to one side of the board. That's still really nice and really like threatening for the opponent. And with her mobility of, again, the long move, assassin leap, so short throw, she's got a lot of mobility to get where she needs to be. Yeah, no, as I look at this card and it's one I don't spend enough time looking at, I haven't seen her in a Steve Avengers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just looking at this going, why? Yeah. Her, Two Threat Widow, Steve. I mean, I'm sure somebody out there has done it. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, why, why do you not see this, you know, more often? Or, you know, a 15 Threat, you know, Steve, Black Panther, Gamora, yeah. and Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, I, I think she's great. I think I think she's, man, it's, 
Let's talk about Drax and then we can decide. Yeah. So, Drax. Here's the thing about Drax. He has the built-in mystic weakness of two mystic defense, which I don't think is that really much of a deal for him in general. You just say, okay, cool. Am I playing Convocation or somebody that has a ton of mystic? Cool, don't drop Drax on the table. But even if you did, I don't think it's that bad. With that said, though, Drax is way tankier than I think he gets credit for because of he's only got the three three physical and energy defense, but he's automatically reducing damage by one. And then yep. with his driven by vengeance, if he does get attacked, then, okay, cool. Now you get three extra dice <laughs> into you, mm-hmm. which is great. But Drax's problem and this is this is the only problem he has is getting there. That's his issue. Well, so, didn't you say that right? This is not crossbones. This is not a small base with a with a short move. It's not. He still has a medium move. Exactly, and and it's not it's not one of those things where he can't just be present and 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 be around the action. But he is he's very susceptible to control elements, so he can be rendered. Yep moot for a lot of the game if your opponent prioritizes him in the right way you know not necessarily making him a priority target but in my experience with Drax if you're playing Drax or playing against Drax I've played into him a couple times the way to play Drax is to say cool I'm going to run Drax to the middle hope he survives and if he does then he can do things well or I'm going to run him to the middle let you focus fire him so he comes back Chuck full of power. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's and then let him eat. That's exactly it. Um, yeah. So I mean I think I think he said Draxus. I think the mobility is only part of it. I think the fact that he, every single one of his attacks is range two. Right. Um, right. I think if he had a Wolverine esque, Sabretooth esque range three place within one afterwards, we'd yeah. see him everywhere. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, and it's one of those things where I think, again, in the context of Galaxy's Greatest, you give Drax the extra dice both ways there, defense and attacks, and now that tankiness just ramps up that much more, and he's that much harder to deal with. I think it's interesting. and Yeah, I mean, he, he's a 6'6". Six, six. His, his health doesn't go down on his backside. Like a lot of the guys, particularly who have I can take it damage reduction does. Yes. Right? Iron Man is a five six. Uh I think Luke Cage is a six five. Yeah. He's a six six. Yeah. And I think if I'm like I think Gamora is a known quantity, right? Mm-hmm. I think initially right now, I wanna try Drax. Just yeah. just I I just want to try him. Because he does have a throw, size three throw, which I really like. Yeah. Character or terrain. Exactly. Character or terrain. And again, the driven by vengeance, I think, is is interesting in that, okay, cool. If you don't finish him off, it's this is happening. And and you're you're gonna get some. Mm -hmm. Um and I think part of it's gonna come down to as you start to play with this and you kind of see from the threat levels you're playing at regularly, 
how much do you need that three versus the four exactly. as far as Gamora versus Drax? Because they do fill a very similar role on your team right now. Um, yeah. I mean, right. It, it, in reality, you could take them both because we have the slots for both of them, but then you don't get another. Then we don't really get to talk about an out of affiliation splash. Exactly. Exactly. And I do think that there's room for one more splash. I've got a couple ideas, but Drax is one where I don't I don't know if the book's been written on Drax yet, but I do feel like that the idea of like a distraction Carnifex, <laughs> you know what I mean? If for for the mm-hmm. 40K players out there is what Drax can be. Especially again, given given the new new tools we have. Well and and once again, right, if, if say 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 you run into a situation where maybe even you don't put Cosmic Ghost Rider on the board because you feel like you really want to go wide. Exactly. Y- you have Hoff and the boys to help move him. Yes. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly it. Yeah. So, so I think that I think I'm going to go with Drax here. So, all right. So let's, we've got. Let, let's let's hear your splash. I, I want some spice. All right. So the spicy splash I've got, and this is one that we've been talking about it in the Discord a little bit. I don't know if you've seen this discussion. Is Ant Man? Oh yes, yes. That discussion I have seen. Yeah. Um, I I am on board for Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, either one. I like them both. Um. He he was not who I was thinking of, but I definitely, I think Ant Man is fun. It, that's I think it. Ant, you just, I think Ant Man and or Wasp is fantastic to have. Granted, they're not great, so you're probably not going to run into them a lot. But when you see a Weapon X player, <laughs> and you can just put the dossier at them and deploy them in the corner of the board, right? Change, drop it. You want to waste two two and a half turns going to get that saber tooth. Be my guest. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for Ant Man and the Weapon X matchup is one that I I think is really spicy there if they do bring the dossier. Uh, but also in terms of again the mobility aspect, that's something that we've talked about a little bit. Like obviously adding Drax in kind of limits the mobility part of our our whole shtick here. But you've got a character in Cosmic Ghost Rider who can place. You've got Star-Lord with his hit and run. I've mentioned it a couple times already. You've got Beta Ray Bill who has his honor bound, which isn't the best form of mobility, but we kind of shore that up with Hoff and the boys. And we've got the Agent Venom with his place. Well, now you bring in an Ant-Man who, with a medium move, change size, hitch a ride for free, which is a range three place. He's getting past the middle of the board, I think it is, to do an ant-sized uppercut. That's oh yeah, like you, you can easily change size, move, hitch a ride, and you're on your opponent's D. Yeah, so so that I think is really nice, and it's like one of those things where if he gets taken down by somebody at the top of the next round, one he's got full re rolls on his yep. tiny superhero side, so. Good luck there, uh, even in in general. I mean, like, you, he's probably going to go down, but still. If he gets focused down and then it's like, okay, cool. Well, now if you set me up with a sweet beam from the Bullet Ant Barrage, I'm going to take that opportunity. Yep. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm i kind of feeling Ant-Man. And yeah. and we've been having that discussion a little bit in the Discord, and it's one that I, I certainly, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Okay. 
So, so you opened the door because you said sweet beam. <laughs> I did say sweet beams. Crimson Dynamo. Oh, yeah. Look, Crimson Dynamo, I feel like, is one that is really great in Guardians of the Galaxy because not only are you going to be able to do your own dice modification with your winging it tokens, you can say, okay, opponent, I want you to reroll those dice with Disruption Field. I love it. You got Disruption Field. You got his beam, which hands out a shock, which we yeah. love for yeah. disabling people. You also have homing rockets, which does that area uh, non-preventable damage to the mm -hmm. people that are left on one when they're clumped up, um, right? And another yep. damage reduction character mobilities. You know, he's got the place, which helps makes up for his his short movement. Um, he's he's another four, um, and so you know. But I had to bring up Crimson Dynamo because you said sweet beams. Yeah, no, look, I think Crimson Dynamo is really really a good option here in a lot of ways like it's it's more so like what what is the bad matchup that crimson dynamo would help you shore up and that's when you are going that attrition route and you say okay cool i'm gonna try to attrition you so not that he's necessarily the best at the attritioning but he's going to slow your opponent's attrition down with potentially shocking them with the disruption field, stuff like that, and slow the game down. If you're playing on that slow crisis, it's like, okay, cool. Crimson Dynamo's here for the slow crisis. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I don't think people think about it. We talk about how good of a condition shock is. Yeah. But putting shock on an opponent is like giving you like half an extra defense dice almost. It really is. Right? And then you mix that with disruption field. Um Right? That's almost like a double shock. It is almost like a double shock. I love so, it. So I think when people think about dice math, a lot of times they think about the stats and stuff, and it's like, well, just think about, we talked about the min-max earlier, right? How, how do I minimize your dice? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and I think that's a, and well, maximizing mine. And so I think Crimson Dynamo is really good at minimizing um, your opponent's ability to attack. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely agree. So, right. I, so, so, so Ant-Man, who else? You said you had a couple spices. So I had a couple spicy ones. Another one that is, this is truly just a character I have been having fun with. I don't necessarily think it's the, it's the best option, but it's a character that I have had fun with. And that's Gwenpool. So I have not gotten Gwenpool on the table yet. Um, so, so, but she does a lot of stuff. She's a solid four. Um, is there anything in particular here that you feel like she does to enhance the rosters we've got? It? So it's more of mobility. So the travel okay. through gutter gutter space, she can't do it with an objective, which is a little frustrating. Yes. It would be too good if she could, honestly. Uh, but I like that aspect of it. She brings her own rerolls to the table. So she doesn't mm -hmm. need to be assigned a winging token and she can do a decent amount of damage on her own. And then she, has that condition game she has to roll a wild and a hit she has that condition game to to put the bleed shock incinerate poison out there and i think just layers into the more attacky mobile aspect of things i think that mm -hmm. that aspect of her is interesting i don't necessarily think that's that's like not my my number one top option but i don't hate it no i i think she's an interesting splash and i think 
she is kind of just flat good. Yes. So I think she's one that anyone who's got a spot in their roster where it's like, I'm not sure what I need, right? Or yeah, I'm really weak in like one particular area. I just need a good all arounder. Mm-hmm. She, she she's a great to just drop into to any of those types of lists. I think absolutely, I absolutely agree. Um, all right. So so she was up there, and then it kind of just kind of like you know what what do I need here? What what am I missing? I'm definitely missing some mystic in this. I I don't know if we live in an MCP world where you have to have mystic attacks. No, but I always like to have a character in my roster right. that brings the mystic. Now we do have it technically with Cosmic Ghost Rider Spender. This is fair, but I'm not but spending six I don't power. Count that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a hefty ask. So, with that in mind, Doctor Voodoo, I feel like is an interesting option for the Guardians. He brings a nice objective play. He's got that sweet mystic attacks that you want. Obviously, possession, he's got to throw, all of that stuff. And if we play demons, he's also immune to incinerate. So you could potentially have Cosmic Ghost Rider, Beta Ray Bill, and Dr. Voodoo all immune to incinerate. Mm-hmm. So nope. so that, I think, is a little spicy. So, so, so I was thinking of a different member of, you know, of the convocation. Um Somebody maybe a little spicier would thematically does not fit at all. So I've got I got two 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 other characters I was thinking of. One one fits this mystic, and that's Baron Mordo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, g- gives you mystic attacks. Mm-hmm. Plays into the condition game fantastically for you. Well, so I also want to reiterate. I don't think we have a ton of condition play. Per se, like we it's d- decent. We 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 have we have some good incinerate play. Yeah, and he spreads that around. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, Brad. I've played so much Baron Mordo, and I've used Soul Barb one time. Okay, and, and I have really tried to use it a lot. <laughs> okay, so well, which was not even the one that I was really thinking to bring him, uh, for. I was much more thinking the ferocity of Sidorak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, adding dice for the cost of one damage. Baby Thanos. So good. Yeah. Between that and the fact that he can generate power, if you've got to pay for pay for cards or do that turn one advanced R and D play, because I I don't know. I think if you just said I want a solid three threat mystic mystic person on the team, I think he's a good. A good shout. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate Baron Mordo. Again, I've played him, God, yep. so many times. And and I will Start also up. say there's something to be said for the fact that he is on a 50 millimeter base, so a medium base, and moves medium. His mobility is a little bit shocking to people at times. So I do yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, with the boots, you he can play eyes on the prize turn one, generate the extra power to be able to go interact. Yeah, with that. Um, especially if he's in a position where he can interact with a pay to flip and pick up, you know, all oh, yeah. all with where he lands on that move, pick up an extract and interact with a pay to flip. Yeah. Um, he's got some sneaky game there. For sure. I will say if we're looking for 
a little bit of of a sneaky mystic attacker in this way, and you're talking about three threats, I think magic would be mm-hmm. another option to consider because give her a winging it token and it really helps her damage output. And then you open up bringing Journey Through Limbo as a tactics card, which is a really good tactics card. Can also put incinerate on people or can bring up one of your people that are immune to incinerate. You can place one of your own people range three and then they're not going to catch on fire. Yeah. I mean, I I think she really plays into your mobility Mm -hmm. game because she can always move herself up to three. Right, just like you know, we've got same thing with Cosmic Ghost Rider, we've got the web swing from Agent Venom. Um, so no, I, I think magic is is definitely underplayed. Agree. Um, and, and I think you know, when you play her, you know, you've either got to just say, Cool, if you're gonna go after, you're gonna go after her and let her get get dazed, um, right, and power her up, yeah, so then she can just dark child into you. Or it's, it's Dark Clyde, get it right. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, or you've really got to kind of play a, a stick-and-move type of game with her. Absolutely, and and that's the thing. She She's a complex character in that way of when to spend the power for her placement, all of that stuff. And, and yeah, I, I enjoy her. I think she's underplayed. I think Guardians is a, a nice spot for her. But yeah. honestly, it, this, it, this, is, this, this next character I'm going to mention is probably too good to not include here. Okay. Give it, given some of the synergies that we've already talked about. All right. And that's Pyro. Okay. I feel like the 10th character here should be Pyro for multitude of reasons. One, that one firewall he gets off, if he gets off an early firewall turn two onto a target of opportunity will pay dividends throughout the game. Yes. We have a character in Cosmic Ghost Rider who will be chains of Sidoracking people to catch them on fire. Pyro can very easily spread that fire around and not have to worry about hitting his triggers. Yep. Then Um, layer into that with the objective possibilities. I don't necessarily think we need pyrotechnics, but it opens up that opportunity because again, we want to we want to try to win through points while it sounds like we're building a complete murder machine here. So, so I I love this pick. I hadn't thought of Pyro. I had somebody else in mind um, that we we'll, we can talk about here in a minute. So I think the change of Sidorak play. Right, I wasn't thinking about the incinerate. I was thinking about the firewall. Now I've pulled you into me, and now I've put a slow on you. Oh, Have yeah. fun escaping. Oh yeah. I, I think uh, I'm I I think it's I think Pyro is he's so good he's he's so efficient right like yeah his efficiency is off the charts giving him a winging it token when he does a range four five dice fire blast I mean just yeah. sign me uh, up and, and and let's not forget he has a beam he's got a sweet beam um. All right, so 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 I am totally down for Pyro. I think that is spicy. My take was was as plain and unspicy as you can get, and that was Iron Man. Yeah, look, 
you won't get any complaints from me out of Iron Man, but let's hear your take. Uh, so one, thematically he fits. He's the one who put Flash Thompson on the Guardians to begin with. He went on a couple of missions with him. Mm -hmm. He's kind of an honorary Guardian. He he, he fits the bill, right? Yep. Um, I think all around he is just good. He's got the damage reduction, right? Friday AI plus a winging it token. We need you to get some damage through and get that push. Size unrestricted. Mm -hmm. Plays well with our control game. Homing rockets, which we've already talked about how much I like those types of uh, finish them off mm -hmm. effects. He has a sw the sweetest of sweet beams. Oh, yeah. It's the sweetest. Um, because he can Friday AI and he does not care about line of sight or cover. He just goes through everything. That's right. Um, you know, and then he can also bring a Helios laser. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I so so once again, I, I think Iron Man is is the most vanilla solid pick. I mean he is he is white cake with white ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he but 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 he's a classic for a reason. He is. He is. Right? But I like your pyro pick. Yeah, look, I think Iron Man is and I, I will say while I like the Iron Man pick, I, I like all of these characters we've talked about. The thing is, I think that's what makes Guardians so interesting and so good is they have such a diverse roster already of in-affiliation characters, and then we have these out-of-affiliation characters that are so good in Iron Man for what he does, Crimson Dynamo for what he does, Pyro for what he does. You've got the Baron Mordo that has the baby Thanos aspect of it. You've got Ant-Man with his mobility part of it. You know, Gwenpool doing her shenanigans. All of these things just create a very flexible roster. And when you look at the leadership that Star-Lord brings, I mean, who doesn't love rerolls, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So when, when we're, we're doing this exercise of building this roster and constructing this roster in this way, I already see some things I will probably be changing, but I'm going to give this the shot it deserves. And Pyro for me is a known quantity i know what he does i know how that synergy is going to work it's going to be dope and it's it's going to be awesome iron man as a okay cool you brought your battle cruiser i have my cosmic ghost rider and i've got a helios laser good luck i like that aspect of it now i think right now setting this roster up right now you mentioned like we could end this with 13 or 14 characters potentially you're exactly right. I've been clicking on different characters through here, and I've got 13 potential characters without adding in Gamora as another potential here. So I think I'm going to stick with Ant-Man right now just because I want to play with him a little bit. I think he's fun and exciting. I'd, I've had a fair shake with Crimson Dynamo. I've had a fair shake with Pyro and Iron Man. So I'm going to give Ant-Man the shot initially with Pyro as my next man up. And it doesn't necessarily mean that Ant-Man's going to be my drop either. This is just my 10th character situation. Yep. So, you know, we talked about Drax earlier and why he might not fit. Like, he's already the guy I'm looking at like, man, I'd rather have Iron Man. Oh, boy, I'd rather have Pyro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Nope. And, and, and the other type of character that we don't have in here 
the the I think once you get some reps in to think about is do you need a character who has the ability to bodyguard? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, that's a thought of I think if right. I was going to do it, something like Honey Badger being able to taunt and then subsequently reduce dice even more on my opponent. Yeah, I, I would she, think... she has the same problem Nebula does of 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 not being able to help. Exactly. Luke Cage with, with the victory point games, right? But in a Koye, a Luke Cage, yeah. a a somebody like just to take that one attack off of, you know, um, yep, somebody. So I don't I don't think we need it. I think we're good the way it is. I think we've got a lot of damage reduction. I think we've got a lot of ways to spread things out as it is. Um, and I think we're presenting a lot of different different threats to folks. Um, I know when I play against Guardians. Mm -hmm. my, my main concern is killing Star Lord. Oh, as absolutely! As fast as I can. Yep. And, and that's why I think a bodyguard is frustrating because how I tend to play into them is I go after Star Lord first. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I think like Star Lord is your priority target when you're going against Guardians, and as a Guardians player, doing everything you can to keep him alive and mm -hmm. keep him as far out of danger as possible is huge. Yep. All right, so, so 10 characters locked in, I think, for right now. For right now, yeah. We're starting off with yep. Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Beta Ray Bill, Ronin with the Power Gem, Hoff and the Boys, Agent Venom, Drax the Destroyer, and Ant-Man. Yes. So, tactics cards. Locking them in, got already have got three locked in. Galaxy's yep. Greatest, no matter the cost, and crew of the Milano. Yep. Uh, so let's look. Do you want to, do you want to go to our restricteds first, or do you want to go to our character affiliation? Let's stay with uh, restricteds last. Is kind of where I'm I'm going to go because I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. Brace for impact is pretty much stapled to my forehead. Um, yep. But I I think there might be a case for something else. Yep. So all right. I want to go ahead and I, I got to say this. I think foreign yeah. assignment is one of the most fun cards in the game. Uh-huh. So I'm putting that in. Yep. I'm not going to argue with you. That was the card I was about to bring up. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, um, so the only other Guardians card is Lovable Misfits. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, th I don't think we want that stun condition making it out. Exactly. So I, I don't uh, want to risk getting stunned. Yep. So we've got four cards in, including foreign assignments. So we've got room to play here. Yes. And we, we don't know if there's going to be a change to time travel. Don't ask in terms of mm -hmm. how the timing works on him scoring and all of that stuff but I would like to initially put that card in here. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I think so too. I think even just for the reposition aspect of it, it's pretty spicy. Yeah, no, I, I do too. I, I think that's one you've got to go ahead and include whether they, and then once we get some erratas and FAQs, um, you know, which I, I know nothing, but I assume it's been a while since we've gotten some updates to the right of the FAQs, the ban restricted list. Yeah. Um, that we'll probably get one by the time Nashcon rolls around. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. So with that being said, 
I'm, I'm throwing that in there. And cool. then another one, so we were looking at character specifics for what we have in here right now. I know there's also some hype around pin particles as yep. an underutilized tactics card. So for those that might not know, it is an unaffiliated active card. Ant-Man or Wasp may spend two power to play this card. Choose another allied character within range three of this character. So within, in this case, range three of Ant-Man. Then choose an interactive terrain feature of size three or less within three of the chosen character. The chosen character throws at medium. So for the cost of two power, you're basically getting a size three throw that is really far away from you. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I like it. I, I, I think this is, is one of those cards that I see why it's underutilized, but I also, it's, it's one that I think for characters that don't have a throw, for someone like Rocket to be able to do a throw like that could be really cool. Yeah, like Rocket, you, you've gone ahead and had to put Star-Lord out, right? You, were, you didn't have the power to hit and run him back. Yeah. And there's a threat sitting there, but Ant-Man's got two power. Star-Lord all of a sudden can chuck a newsstand. Exactly. And maybe daze the guy that's threatening to take him out. Exactly. And then let's not forget that the way this is worded, it does not have to be Ant-Man's turn. It can be any character's turn, just Ant-Man has to pay the power. So, so it's it's somebody got left on on one health. Uh-huh. Uh somebody is is holding the extract that if you daze them swings the game back to you. Exactly. Like th this can be a a pivotal card. I think so. I, I think it, it's it's very useful and and worth having here. And and it's it's yep. one that at least for a little while I want to try it. Yep. All right. All right. So we get, we got to talk we got to look at, at the two cards tied to Groot. Yes. I think based on everything you already said throughout the last hour, um Deadly Duo makes it into the list. Uh yes, no, there will be a Deadly Duo uh, a duo that is very deadly <laughs> in yeah. this. So so I don't think we need to talk about that. I do think you've got to make a decision about we are Groot. Yeah, and healing is at a premium typically within Marvel Crisis Protocol right now. And we are Groot being able to heal within four of him. It's, it's pretty good. And it's one where I have another card I want to put in over we are Groot. Okay. And, and that's why, because we still need our, our restricted slots. Mm-hmm. So... We have to put eyes on the prize in, I think. Yeah, so let's, I'm going to go ahead and just check We Are Groot right now, just so I have it. Okay. So we can come back to it. Um, so yeah, so I think I think eyes on the prize goes in. Yes. We can go ahead and include that, and I think Brace goes in. So yes, I think Brace is in, and we've already talked about the advanced R&D play, so those would be my initial two restricteds. I do think there's an argument for Indomitable because mm -hmm. one of the things that we don't have here, so Brace, Brace is a great card. It's a great card. It is most useful when you have a size four character being thrown into your size two character. It, it, it's, it's useful for taking a size four building to the face, all of that yes. stuff. It's, it's useful regardless, but it is absolutely the most useful for when you have 
one health left and you need to survive a throw from one of your teammates being thrown into you. Yep. Indomitable costs one more power, prevents that throw from happening in the first place, even after they've already spent the power. Mm-hmm. So... No, I, I think that this is a list that wants almost all of the restricteds. <laughs> yeah. Um, m- more so than most lists do. Yeah. Um, because I think going back to my, 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 my comment about do we need a bodyguard, well, Sacrifice would take care of that, but yet that's another restricted card. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I, I rock with Brace for now. I think depending on how the advanced R&D turn one play plays out, I think that that could be on the chopping block for something like Indomitable yep. or, or a Follow Me. Yeah. Uh, I would not get my hopes up on Follow Me. I feel like if any card is about to get moved from restricted to banned, it's that one. Well... Look, I have I have no idea. I know that I hate playing against it when Malekith is using it, but it is what it is. It's available currently, so we'll see what happens. Yep. I, I agree with you. I just feel like that that's the one. All right, so so now we're at eleven tactics cards. Yeah. I'm gonna leave We Are Groot out for now, but I'm I'm feeling like I might want it at some point. Yeah. It, it, and I think you know, for the suits, think about the the economics of We Are Groot. Cost three does a minimum of two. You pay one for one with patch up for damage dealt. We Are Groot, depending on how wide you are, you could pay three and get about ten healing off of it. Yeah, exactly. It it is it it, it is the the super size me Costco of healing. <laughs> it's it's really great. It it really it really is a great healing card, and in my play experience with Cosmic Ghost Rider, it is one where he he needs to stay alive, and if he gets focused down, which is typically what happens, having a card like We Are Groot will just keep him alive for that one more turn, that one more attack, which can pay dividends. Yeah, and and I think as I think you know exactly what We Are Groot is going to do. It's not a hard that you've got to get reps in to figure it out. Exactly, its usefulness. Um, but I think that's easily one where kind of based on how your lists are coming together, right? Not your list, but your actual squads as you're building building your squads as the game goes. Mm-hmm. I could easily see it replacing a foreign assignment or a time travel. Don't ask simply for its consistency mm-hmm. of utility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. All right, so let's start with secures because I think secures are what a lot of the game is like dictated around. Yep. And I've got definitely one that I think Guardians play extremely well, and that is Sword Base. Because they can play wide and have the opportunities to flood points when they need it. Uh, so, so that's a 15. So our, so we have a lot of options at 15. Yes. So I don't necessarily feel horrible about giving a 15 to our opponents right now. Well, I also feel like that Malekith and, and his shenanigans, they don't necessarily want to play sword base. Like, the, the Malekith Cabal with 
Master Skull and Mystique at 15. That's a pretty good 15, but you have to get maximum efficiency out of your Malekith in that instance and Red Skull, but really Malekith. And when we play 15 on Sword Base, we can go Star-Lord Rocket Groot for 8, and then Beta makes 12, and then we have Ant-Man, Drax, or, you know, we don't even have to necessarily go Beta. We can even go wider than that, you know? So. Well, like, and Ant-Man, if he's got the power, can probably, we'd have to measure it out, assuming where he's starting, flip three in a turn. Exactly. Given the with power... Two, with two moves and hitch a ride, plus his placement from changing size. Exactly. And and so, I think, I think I like the idea of sword base here, even into that matchup. And that's and that is a specific matchup that I'm going to have to test. Yep. To see how that feels, and I I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So nope. what do you nope. have though for secures? So so I guess you know in in general I think we really want our power for attrition. So other than that one, I don't know that we really want to think about beta flips. That's fair. Um. I think shape-wise, B is a really good shape mm-hmm. for our team because we've got the ability to attack at range. I agree. I agree. I think Infinity Formula of the two Bs is the preferred option here. Yep. I thought that is the one that I would, would go with. Um, I also, because of our mobility, we don't hate a D. <laughs> the D shape previously wasn't the best for Guardians because they didn't have but a couple characters that could get between them. And I think that they still have negative matchups on the D shape as opposed to a B shape. But I think we want with this list to cover the bases, if you will, mm-hmm. right? I don't hate our play on demons with two characters that are immune to incinerate. Nope. I, th- I, I think, I think that was kind of the, like my thought was demons, infinity riots. I hadn't thought of sword base, but you totally sold me on sword base. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. No, I, I, I think sword is really good. I know somewhere out there, a barn cat gets it wing, gets its wings. When um you talk about guardians and sword. And, and that's another thing that we did not mention and that's a uh, space maw for characters, but we're not going to cover that right now. I just, that's yeah. not what I want to play right now. Uh, I, I don't have reps with him. So like I really even into him. So like, yeah, like, he's really I, good I, in guardians. Oh yeah, I know he's, 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 he's good pretty much everywhere, but like, I just, I can't speak anywhere. Even I can't even fake intelligence. Right. Well, I want my six, I, I, how to play that character. There you go. I love it. My six threats, cosmic ghost rider. So, Space Mouse not an exactly. option. Yeah. I'm going to put Demons in because I don't hate the idea of Riots, but I think we literally have two out of three that people don't want to play. I think Sword Base people don't want to play. I think Demons people don't want to play. And then you've got Infinity Formula, and it's like, it's pretty neutral, but I feel like swings a little bit more in the Guardian's favor with okay, cool. Well, now not only are you getting power, I'm also getting power, and I'm going to out attrition you potentially, hopefully, if I set it up right. So, you know, and and the spread, you have to commit. You know what I mean? 
Yep. Well, and I think the other thing when we talk about sword base is, remember, sword base is a is a fifty fifty if there's nobody on it. Uh, it is free. It yeah. is zero risk if there's nobody already on that point mm -hmm. contesting it. And we have, you know, chains of Sidorak off Cosmic Ghost Rider, moving yep. people off of points to free them up. Right? You've got a group spender, which is a little expensive, but it's got a character throw. We've got Bill with a built-in character throw and a character throw on his spender. Yeah. I love it. Right? We we have a lot of ways to... Venom can throw somebody off a point. We have all... Drax can. We have a lot of ways to get people off those points to make those guaranteed flips. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, extracts to polish this episode off. This is the tough one, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, um, I think you're a hammers team. I think you're wanting to roll dice. You're wanting those rerolls. I think we just take hammers. So, counterpoint. Yes. I don't want to give my opponent more opportunities to roll more dice because I feel like neutral... In a neutral setting, I'm going to net have better attrition because of the three characters that are going to get rerolls on offense. Counter counterpoint: those rerolls can be used on defense, so you're lulling your your, your opponent into a false sense of security because you're more tanky than he thinks. Counter to the counter counter counter. I also don't have a character that can pick one up off the deployment line. Period. So Cosmic Ghost Rider is a 65mm base, but he is not able to interact with objectives off the rip, and giving a Malekith or a Hulk or a Juggernaut or whomever a hammer off the rip when I have to use somebody else's activation and they can just not spend an, an activation to move to anywhere and pick one up, I think matters. Okay. So, so I've always found that that back one to be less of an issue. Um, I think because you've got uh, Beta Ray Bill, yeah, and Ronan, yep, who can both play eyes and grab a side. I think you're okay. I do think you're right there. I do think that the eyes play is purpose built a lot for hammers. I just, I just slightly worry about the potential clapback, you know, as, as it is. But yeah. so, I'm willing to put it in here because so, I don't hate it. So, so here's the other thing. Your opponent, say your opponent doesn't have an eyes play. They have to double move to get to a hammer. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have Pryo, right? You have mm -hmm. Pryo, let Bill go get one. You put Cosmic Ghost Rider on the other side of the board. You let him, your opponent go get the other one, chains him in. Good odds are Rocket might end that round with two hammers. Now that would be dope. I would not be upset by that. <laughs> mm -mm. So, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to add it in here because I do think Guardians do love a hammer. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. But ultimately, I think Guardians play that game really well. 
Yep. And Star Lord, if you get one on Star Lord early enough, it is. Yeah, I mean, I think Star Lord and Rocket both like those are the guys you want holding your hammers. Like yes. anybody else is fine, but I think anybody like that, any rapid fires, like they're going to get the most use. Yes. Um, so out of a hammer. The the next two, I mean, I honestly don't know because I'm I'm torn, Brad, in in kind of this way here. I want higher threat. I want access to higher threat, right? Like our secures yep. currently, we have a 15, a 17, and a 19. Our extracts, mm-hmm. we've got our 18 here, and and I want to stay above that 17 threshold. Yep. And that leads me down the path of something like scrolls. Already so, had that one penciled in. So scrolls scares the crap out of me, though. Because the idea of, okay, cool, I'm going to move, and then I'm closer to my opponent now, I just, it, it, that scares the crap out of me. So, so, so here's, here's the good thing, right? Uh, so, the, so the layout for scrolls is, is the new map J. Mm-hmm. So you've got two on the midline, and then you've got the two that are on the center, up down the middle line, are back towards you a little bit. Yeah. With eyes, I believe Beta Ray Bill or Ronan can grab your opponent's scroll. They can fail the roll and they still have a movement left. Yeah, I'm not sure to, about that. To get back. I, I would have to measure it, but I I play this with Brotherhood all the time. And like I don't even have to do full move move with Hulk or Juggernaut to be able to pick that up without eyes on the prize. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh you've got the one that's in your deploy that's on your side of the board. Mm-hmm. Right. Medium base, I think even small base, right? Medium move gets it, to that. It does. It does. Right. Yeah. So so that one's pretty safe. Right. And you've got eyes for the other for the other one. So I think you can end up pretty safe. And I think you also like it because it's even, right? You're not gonna right. get behind. Right. Potentially. Turn uh, one. The other thing is, is say once again, this is the same thing with that change of Sidorak, right? Especially if you have Pryo, you get to choose which one of the side ones you go get first, and you put Cosmic Ghost Rider opposite that. Yeah, you have a good chance to pull him in, and just take that that scrawl off of your opponent round one. Yeah, oh, I'm super here for that. So, so okay, I'm gonna I try think scrolls. scrolls is a no. I think scrolls is is, is a definite take. I'll try it. I'll try it. I don't hate it. I'll try it, and and no. we will we'll see what happens. Now, yeah, part of me wants to try legacy virus. Maybe. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, right? So, so legacy virus is not the polarizing craziness it used to be. Right. 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 It's a you lot harder have to, to pull come off. in with a black cat and a voodoo and a toad to play right. legacy virus. Right. Um, right. You're exactly. You, right. you have an Ant Man, who can easily drop it for some one of your other teammates to pick up. Yeah, it's a midline objective, so we've got eyes on the prize plays. Yep. I don't it's, hate it. It's an odds, which you don't like. Right. But it, there's no bonus points to be scored unless they manage to to put it together. Right. 
Right. If they put it together, they get the six VPs, but they also lose a character. Right. Right. So it's, uh, you know, they can't do it with a grunt. They fixed that. Thank God. Right. So, you know, they they fixed some things for grunts and they left some things broken for grunts. Yeah. It's, it's a little on balance. It's another right now, discussion your, for another time. What you want to play. Yeah. Um, so, that'll be the After Dark episode. That's it. Um, so, yeah. So, so I don't hate Legacy Virus. Um, I also feel like it's one of those ones that if you really like your secures, it can be kind of a trap to get your opponent to pick your secures if they don't have a plan for legacy virus and aren't practiced on it. Yeah. I mean, and frankly, I will not have a, you know, assemble Exodia plan with this. It will just literally be, okay, cool. I'm going to slow the game down and beat the crap out of you at 19 threat. Exactly right. That that is your plan on this, right? If you bring Ant Man and you manage to get two of them onto one player, and Ant Man gets the third, he can drop it. Exactly. So that you can assemble. Exactly. Right. So um, so, so I don't hate that. You are not a senators team. Nope. I think I think senators is out. That's trap. Um, and then our only other option is Montessi, which I don't like Montessi for anybody other than convocation for the most part. Yeah, I mean, maybe look, Hellfire I, Club doesn't care if you bring a bunch of mystic, high mystic defense people. Right. Outside I think of we're, that, we're I neutral. don't think anybody wants to take Montessi. No, I, I agree. I think we're neutral overall on Montessi, but yeah. I I think that we, it's not the best, and and therefore yeah. I'm gonna and we're I'm not gonna, scared of it, but we don't want to bring it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I think we're locked in here. Yeah. All right. So. This extremely. This is the longest episode of House Party Protocol officially. By the way, I'm 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 good at tangents. That's yeah, why yeah. the only other show that has me is is Morlocks. Well, there you go. So we've got Star Lord, Groot, Rocket, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Beta Ray Bill, Ronan the Accuser with the Power Gem, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, so Hoff and the Boys, Agent Venom, Drax the Destroyer and Ant-Man. That's our 10 characters. Tactics cards. We've got Galaxy's Greatest, No Matter the Cost, Prove the Milano, Foreign Assignment, It's Time Travel, Don't Ask, Pym Particles, Deadly Duo, Eyes on the Prize, Race for Impact, and Advanced R&D. Secure Crises. We've got Sword Base, which is 15 threat, Infinity Formula, which is 17 threat, and Demons Downtown, which is 19 threat. Extract Crisis, we've got Fear Grips the World as Worthy Terrorized Citizens, so Hammers at 18 threat. We've got Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership at 20 threat, and Legacy Virus Cured at 19 threat. So I'm pretty happy with all of this overall. I think uh, this will be a fun bit of testing to do. And what was your name for this list again, Brad? Will. The Prince of Nashcon. Love it. The Prince of Nashcon. So I was going to call it Nashgard, but yours is way better. I mean, it, it has your name in it. By default, it's it, it's better. By default. So, uh, Suits, thank you for joining us on this fun journey. And uh, this is exciting. And if you like this kind of content, let us know by hitting the subscribe button, hitting the like button, leaving reviews, uh, checking out Patreon, patreon.com slash house party protocol for as little as a dollar a month or 
12 bucks a year, you can come and support the show and show the love to House Party Protocol in that way. You also get access to our Discord channel, which is the best place on the internet. I absolutely love it. Brad can attest. It's a wonderful, wonderful little slice of the internet. And I can't thank you, Brad, and all the suits over there for their support in that way. So uh, check that out. Also, you can check out battlekiwi.com. Use the promo code PARTYKIWI for 10% off your first order with them. Uh, I know recently we got together for a, a local group of the big Shatterpoint boxes that they did. We ordered like eight or 10 of them or something. And we had a buddy that hadn't used his promo code yet. And so he got 10% off of that order. So we're real happy about all of that. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a giveaway soon for for the patrons only, just because I haven't done one of those like that. And it's going to be giving away a Cosmic Ghost Rider model. So make sure to, if you want to be a part of that, get locked in there. That'll be in July and then we'll be doing more open giveaways. We're going to have another House Party Protocol League coming up. Maybe I'll run one as a lead-up to NashCon. That'd be, a, a, I think, a good, fun thing to do. And, uh, yeah, Brad, what do you got for the suits out there? Uh, so I think I was on either this week's or last week's episode of the Morlocks. Uh, so go go check that out. Hear me talk about uh, playing Scourge. Um and other than that, like I am mostly a content consumer. Um, so, so if you want to talk about stupid stuff, you want to talk about Shatterpoint, you want really bad advice to how to make your list do stupid things, uh, <laughs> hit me up. I'm I'm in the Discord as Brad A. Um, or we can also talk about some Marvel Snap. Oh yeah, love that too. So, uh, Brad, I re- really appreciate you coming on with me today and uh, for officially crossing the line of the longest House Party Protocol episode to date. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and Quantity uh, over quality all day. All day, all day long. I, I really appreciate it. Suits, thank you for listening to us. And uh, make sure to let us know what you think of this list. And um, I'll be playing on some TTS, trying to get some games in with this list. So, yeah, hit me up and I'll uh, talk to you all soon. With that, party on, Brad. Party on, Will. And power down, Suits. Suits.